launching, moving, and $197,000 in revenue. That's right. This is October's income report, and I'm so excited to take y'all behind the scenes and show you behind $197,000 month. So let's jump on in. Welcome to the Serve Scale Soar podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping service-based entrepreneurs scale their online business to five-figure months so they can soar into six-figure years. Your host, Brandy, is a wife, mom, and in less than one year, created a six-figure business. And now she is spilling all her secrets so you can too. Before we jump in today's episode, I want to tell you about a free private training that I have coming up. It is invite only, super exclusive invite only, and I'm inviting you to apply. If you head to beta to biggie, B-T-A-T-O-B-I-G-G-I-E dot com, you can apply for our free training that we have coming up. Now, like I said, it's application-based only, but it's for service providers who are ready to create a second revenue stream without adding more time to their schedule, without having a big email list, and without posting on social media all the time. And so it's all about creating your very first course or membership and launching and relaunching it over and over again. If you've been holding up a Google Doc with ideas of things that you would love to create, then head to this training and apply. I promise you this is a no-fluff training as always, and it's super exclusive, by application only, which means I'll have time to answer your one-on-one questions in the chat at the end of the training. So if you're ready to say yes to creating a second revenue stream for 2021, head to betatobiggie.com and apply today. Before we jump into all the fun numbers, the behind the scenes, I do want to spotlight one of our listeners, and this one's coming from Rebecca N. Gives us five stars. Says, tangible advice worth your time. Brandy has grown to become an expert in the online entrepreneur space. I can't recommend her podcast enough. Every time I listen to SurfScale Soar, I have a notebook open and ready. I trust her advice. This entertaining and educational podcast. Bonus points for skipping the fluff. Thank you so much, Rebecca, for those words, because that's what I love is that not only is this a podcast for you to learn, but I hope you're also entertained because there's nothing worse than a boring podcast. And thank you for always having your notebook ready and taking action. So I'm excited because this month we're coming down to the last three months of the year. Quarter four is amongst us when this is being recorded and actually not even when this is being recorded. But when we actually like are talking about October. So October came and a lot of interesting things happened. We were a month away from the election. My husband and I were making some big life decisions. And I was launching conversions for clients for the second time. Now, if you remember, back in May was the first time I launched it. And we had over a $200,000 month. Really crazy month. And so I feel like there was a lot of pressure for this one to be very similar. And to be honest, working towards million, this launch had a lot to do with if we hit that goal or not. So there was also a lot of nerves, but big family decisions were also being made. So if you remember back in September's income report, I talked about my husband and I traveling up to North Carolina and Virginia and kind of just thinking about like, what would our life look like if we moved and everything? And we had talked about how we really weren't going to move 
until our lease was up because we still had another several months. March of 2021 was when our lease was up. And we got back from North Carolina. And the thing that happens with me is I love the fall time. The fall time is definitely my favorite season. It always has been. I love the cozy flannel shirts. I love the leaves. I love sipping coffee on a back porch. And so in Florida, you don't have a fall, at least in the South Florida where we were at. And so we went up to North Carolina in the fall, which we could have probably went up any other season, but I was just like, we could probably make this happen quicker than March. And I told my husband, I was like, get in touch with our landlord and see what would need to happen for us to get out of our lease. And our landlord loves us so much. And he was so gracious. And he said, okay, if we can get someone to cover it, like I'm totally fine with that. So we were like, okay. So we had planned to go up to look at houses to rent and stuff after the launch was over. Well, here's what's happening right now in the market. If you want to buy a house, houses are going fast. If you want to rent a house, houses are going fast. So we really toyed like, do we buy, do we rent? And we came to the decision we want to rent for one year just to make sure we like the area and everything. Because remember y'all, we have no ties to North Carolina. Our family's in Virginia. We don't know anyone that lives there. Literally one day I came out and I was like, do you want to stop in North Carolina to see the Lake Norman area? Now, granted, I've been to Lake Norman, the area, Charlotte area, a lot growing up, but like, we don't have any ties. And I was like, and my husband was like, yeah, sure. For what? And I was like, maybe to move there. <laughs> and so very adventurous life. And so this was a place where we didn't feel ready to commit to buying a house and we wanted to rent. So in this process, we keep watching that there's not many houses to rent because the majority, it's very different in Huntersville where we were looking, which is the suburbs of Charlotte. It's very different than Florida where the majority of your property in Florida is rental property. The majority of the houses available in Huntersville, people purchase. There's not a lot of rentals. There's not a lot of apartments in Huntersville, things like that. And we knew we wanted to rent a house. So with the low inventory and COVID making it even lower, I mean, it's just a really hot housing market right now, no matter if you're renting or buying. And we kept on seeing every single house we saw disappear online. They'd come up, then they'd go off. They'd come up, then they'd go off. And we're like, oh my gosh, we can't wait or we're not going to have a house. And so we ended up driving up there on a whim. It was the first week of October. We were like, we can't wait. So it was a Friday, so I wasn't working. So we picked up and we just left. And we got up there and we saw four houses, fell in love with this one. And it was such a pain to get in touch with anyone to actually like, get more information in the process. Well, we finally did. We put in our application. And then once we put in our application, they said, okay, you have 14 days to move in. And we were like, holy cow, what? They were like, we can only hold a house for 14 days. And we were like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so our house got rented out and our landlord called them and they were like, yeah, we can move in sooner. Like they were ready to move in. And then I looked at my husband and I was like, okay, so we have to move in 14 days. I'm also going to be launching within 14 days. So we have a lot to take care of. Are we going to do this? Are we just going to let the house go? And we decided we're going to do it. <laughs> 
So we started packing, getting everything in order to move. Convergence for Clients, my confident ad manager training, started on a Thursday. So it's three videos. The first one started on a Thursday. We literally had the whole house packed up. I delivered the free training and then unpacked my office. Like I have my big camera set up, all my lights. If you've seen the behind the scenes pictures of what my studio looks like, it's insane. We broke it all down really quick and my dad flew in to help us move because we had vehicles, boats, the big tr moving truck, all this stuff. And as soon as we unpacked my office, we hit the road and we were off to North Carolina. And everything just happened so quick and I had time to sit in the car for nine hours with my daughter, but like she was busy watching movies and stuff. And I just kept on thinking like, what a crazy, exciting life, but how grateful I am for the opportunities that my business has given us. Now, some of you are probably like, why the heck are, did y'all move? I thought you loved Florida. We did love Florida. We still do love Florida. And I think we'll probably get a vacation home or something there at some point. But this year, 2020, has made me see things a lot differently. And my grandfather, as you heard in February's income report, my grandfather passed away and I didn't make it to the funeral. Everything just happened very quickly. And I started to think about the relationship that my daughter has with her grandparents. She loves her grandparents. Like my parents are called Mimi and Papa or Gigi and Papa. And then we have Austin's parents who are Mimi and Pops. And she talks about them all the time. She wants to FaceTime them all the time. And we thought about how the relationship that we had with our grandparents and my husband and I both had a really strong bond. Like my mama was my best friend, my granny, like best friends. I remember having tea parties and I'm so grateful that both of them are still alive. But it just had us thinking like, are we doing a disservice to our daughter by not giving her the same relationship? Because, you know, 12 hours is a really long far away. So she saw them three times last year, like actually in person. And our big decision was, okay, I still want to be near a big city. I like all the big city amenities, but we need to be closer. So Charlotte is a really great place for that to happen because it's a massive city. I have everything that I want. And my husband also likes to be in a bigger city. And then we're also two and a half hours from our parents. So the middle point's like an hour and 15 minutes to meet them. And this came down to what's best for our daughter. Uh, we really wanted to be somewhere with a good school system. That's not really... It's hard in Florida to find a good school system. Charlotte, this area has some of the highest rated schools in the country. That was really important to us. Also, cost of living. So, Florida, where we were living, it was extraordinarily expensive. And we were fine. We lived below our means. But when it comes to wanting to create a more of a lifestyle of not more stuff, but more experiences and stuff... We were definitely spending a lot of money to have a house and we were just renting and if we wanted to buy like a house that we really wanted, it would be like a million dollars. And so the cost of living in North Carolina was super appealing to us because you can buy an amazingly beautiful home that's just what we need for like under 400000 which where we were living in Florida, you'd get like a one bedroom shack for that. So these are things that we really took into account is as our future grows, I don't want all my money to be going 
just to be able to like basic living, like a house. And I know that basic living is different for everyone, but for us, I just really wanted to create a life of experiences. And part of that's her being close to her grandparents, but also us not having a cost of living bill that's through the roof. And just also being able to have a big backyard for her to run in and play and stuff and all that is so important. So those were definitely the factors, but it was definitely like throwing darts at the map and seeing where we land type of deal. And it has been amazing. We love it so much. We love North Carolina, but I know a lot of people have said like, why did you move? And how did you do that? And why? And so that is the behind the scenes why. It was really about... We live in such an amazing time that we can have an online business. And I think more and more people are finding out this year that you can have an online business, that you can work from anywhere. So if you're not happy with where you're at now, why not change it? It's so exciting that we're able to do that because I think about my parents. My dad's had the same job for like ever. He can't just up and like move somewhere else if he's not happy with here. But, and it's not that we weren't happy. We just wanted a different lifestyle change. And so I'm just, I'm so blessed for, or grateful for my business. I'm so grateful that my husband has learned to trust me and just like go with the flow and be spontaneous with me and us having fun. And my daughter loves it too. She's like in love with North Carolina. There's a playground in our neighborhood and she goes and there's all these kids that she can play with because where we lived before we had a playground, but there was literally never any kids at the park. And now when she goes to the park, there's all these kids and she has such a blast. And I love seeing her be able to socialize and just meet new people. And so it's been a really fun thing, but we also did it during a launch. And so I want to talk about the launch because the launch, I had some nerves and feelings about this launch because going in this whole year, I've never doubted Million. So here's the thing. I finished up last year at a 350, 350,000. And I had a lot of people when I told them that million was my goal, they were like, that's a big push. So like, if you did like 700, that would be great. And I was like, no, we're doing a million and I'm going to shout it from the rooftops and I'm doing this podcast to document the journey all along the way. And I'll be honest, this podcast has been a way to keep me accountable and not give up when things get tough. And so I've never doubted that we would hit a million until October. I had one moment where I doubted, like, what if this doesn't happen? And the thing that made me a little nervous was that we were put in what I felt like were all of our eggs in one basket, which wasn't true at all. These are the stories we tell ourselves. And I was like, if this launch does not go well, we're not going to hit million, which we could have. There's, like, so many ways we could have. But I was telling myself, holy cow, like, we are putting all of our eggs in this basket and we have an election a month away. And that's the thing. We actually moved up our launch. It was supposed to be in November. And the first video actually would have been on election day, which would have been a total nightmare, like worst decision ever. So we moved it up a full month. And I was sitting in the car driving up to North Carolina. And I was like, gosh, what if? And I just let these stories play in my head. And you know, I ended up breaking down crying because I knew that we would hit million. I saw it. I knew the vision was there. I saw it. And I think that I needed to figure out why I wanted to hit million so bad in order to actually be able to 
do it and really, really know in my heart that we would do it no matter what happened with this launch. And as we're driving up to North Carolina, nine hours, my daughter's asleep or she was watching movies during the process. I was by myself and I don't put on music typically, like it was turned all the way down and I was just in silence and I was just thinking the whole time. And I remember like at one point, I think we were in Georgia and I just broke down in tears and I broke down in tears because the vision of why I wanted millions so bad came to like, I just knew it in my heart. Like, this is why I want million. It's not about me. It's about this. And I started crying uncontrollable tears and they weren't tears of like sadness. They were tears of just like, I don't even know. They weren't joy. It was just like, I've tapped into something new. And in that moment, I knew that no matter what happened at this launch, we would hit million because it was 100% not about me. It was not about me. And I can't wait to share with y'all what it is about in the next income report. But it was a big moment. And it made me think, like, how many times are we getting quiet? Like, just alone and quiet and sitting with our thoughts and maybe journaling. And I'm an auditory, like, I have to talk things out in order to really process them. So I was actually talking to myself in the car. And how many times do we sit down and just learn how to process what we want in life, what we want out of our business, what is going right, what's not going right, what feels out of alignment, and really sitting with that and having time. And I'll be honest, like I do that sometimes, but I don't give myself enough time. When you're in a vehicle for nine hours, you have a whole lot of time to be quiet. And I told my husband, I was like, I would love once every six months just to go somewhere with just like me or me and him, but just be quiet. Like no phones, nothing and just sit in silence and see what comes up because I think there's a lot of power in that and I would encourage you to try it because it was one of the best experiences I've ever had so after that experience I just let go of what the results were going to be from this launch I said here's our goals but I am just so excited to welcome whoever decides to join us inside of Convergence for clients and I hope it changes their life so they can go out and throw a dart on a map and move wherever they want or go on a vacation with their family. And so I really gave the numbers, like my team kept on saying, what are our good, better, and best numbers? And I was like, this launch, you know, it's been a rough year for a lot of people. We're just letting it be. We're just going to see who comes in. I have numbers in mind, but like, I'm just open to helping others. And so that's how we went into the launch and the doors open and it was an amazing launch. So let me jump into some of the numbers. We did over 175,000 for conversions for clients, which in the last one, you saw our last launch, we did 201. This one, 175. There's a lot of factors that went into that that I talked to, to my mastermind in the debrief and some things we tweaked. But our numbers, like revenue-wise, they were down a little bit, but our actual numbers, our launch numbers were better, which made me so excited. And it was just like, it was one of those things. Sometimes we just have to release the results and be happy with the journey. And that's exactly what I did with this. I released whatever results were coming and I just had fun on the journey. 
and it was so much fun and my team celebrated we had a blast it was it was just so fun and all this in the middle of a move and we just like so fun we added 80 new students to conversions for clients and they are already seeing results and it's just ah it lights me up i love it 80 new people took a chance on themselves to improve their situation, to make changes, to go towards their goals. And I'm so excited for those 80 new students. So with all this said, those were the big things. We moved, we had a launch, but I do want to talk about something that really came up also in October is I've been like hitting around that we're building out this new program. And this year has really showed me how important having multiple revenue streams are. This is something I've tried to incorporate from the beginning of my business. I've talked about affiliate marketing. We'll link that episode up in here. Y'all hear about my membership in my course. And so it's always been something where I feel like I never want my eggs in one basket. And that's why I said that for some reason I was putting all this pressure that conversions for clients was holding like all the eggs in our basket for us. And it wasn't because we have multiple revenue streams. And so I have a training coming up in December 9th, all about creating a second revenue stream for your service-based business. Because here's what I know, is that so many of my students lost clients during, if they were working with local businesses and everything this year, they've lost so many clients. A lot of them are having their best years ever and things like that. But it got me thinking, how many times as service providers do we put our bills or decisions based on our one-on-one clients? And what if we lose those clients? What if something happens where, you know, you have a big client that's paying you $4,000 a month and all of a sudden they're gone? What does your business look like? And I want you to think about that. If your clients left you, if one client left you, if four clients left you, what would your business look like? And it really, and this has been something that I think about a lot, and we have six revenue streams in my business. I don't think you need six revenue streams, but we have six revenue streams. We have a course, a membership, my services, so that brings in money, affiliate income, delighted with Dubsado, and the mastermind. And I was just like, wow, I'm looking at my numbers and I was like, if that went away, we would still be fine. If that went away, we'd still be fine. And so I want you to look at your business. And as we go into 2021, do you have more than one revenue stream? I really believe that you should have three revenue streams to have a full business. And that's your services, your affiliate income, even if it's a few hundred dollars a month, that's still something. So affiliate income, your services, and then also adding a course or membership. Now, here's the thing. There's no such thing as passive income. But there is a thing as setting up your business to work and to not put all your eggs in one basket. Because here's what I know. One-on-one clients can go away. Course launches can fail. But what if you had three streams of revenue where you were never reliant on just one? And so that's what my free training is coming up about in December. So if you head to beta to biggie, B-E-T-A-T-O-B-I-G-G-I-E dot com, you can apply to join us for that exclusive private training. But what I've known this year is if so many people had one more revenue stream, 
they'd be in such a better position in their business. Whether that is course creators that don't have anything but their launches or if it's service providers who only have their one-on-one -on -one services. I think there's a place for us to have multiple streams of revenue. And I think that we've seen that in 2020 that it's really important that we diversify where our revenue is coming from. So I wanna go over our numbers for you and you can see where our revenue comes from. So this is our revenue. So you'll see that there's only five streams of income. So even though we had cash flow coming from six streams, the new revenue coming in again was only from five. So cash flow coming into the bank. Our bank had $128,727 come in. That number makes me so happy because that's the number that's actually coming into the bank. Our revenue for the month was 197512 that number makes me really happy as well. And where that revenue came from is 175,000 of it came from conversions for clients launch. Our ServeScale store membership had 16,710. We have an evergreen funnel that runs. So we had new members, we had members upgrade. We have members that are on month to month. So we have a lot of different places where that comes from. And so the membership brought in 16,710. I had 4,000 come in for my services, and then affiliate income brought in 2,155, and then Delighted with Dubsado brought in 500. Now remember y'all, I didn't start this business yesterday, and so these income streams did not just come in overnight. They've been something that I've been working on for over two years now, and adding one at a time, not trying to add a bunch of over time. I've been doing affiliate since I started my service-based business, I've also had my services, then I added on ServeScale Soar, and then once that was super dialed in, added conversions for clients, and then y'all know, delighted with Dubsado, it's just something small, I'm not even running ads to it right now, that just brings in a little bit of extra money. So, that is the number breakdown, and now I want to go over my expenses. So affiliate cost, I paid out my affiliates almost $1,500 for promoting my program, my contractors cost 17000 so it was a little bit higher than normal this month because I hired a copywriter to write all the copy for my website. So many of you know I do not have a website. It has been under construction for a really long time, and so with that, we are actually going to be launching it in January or the end of December, and so I hired a copywriter to do all the copy for me. So my contractors were a little bit more expensive in October. My ads, I spent 10583 How cool is that, y'all, that I spent 10583 and the launch did $175,000. That's the power of Facebook ads when done correctly. And then software cost me $2,655. That was more expensive than normal because one of our new programs that's coming out in December, I had to pay for a software that I normally don't do, paid for the year, so that was $1,400. So those were a little bit more expensive. My education was 2,491. That's pretty spot on for what I plan. My merchant fees were 4,000. That's really more than they usually are, but that just means we're bringing in more money. So totally always okay with that. And so that brings us up to 38,202. And then my owner pay was 11,000. And as y'all know, I am a W-2 employee of my business. So taxes comes out of that and all that fun stuff. So that's where we're at. So 197,000 plus month, 
super fun month, super exciting time for my family, super excited time for what's to come in the business, and just some breakthroughs I had. And I hope that you can take some of these things that I learned this month and apply them. So taking a look at your business and how many streams of revenue do you actually have in your business? Two, can you get quiet and just figure out what comes up for you and journal that and run with that and it may be emotional and that's okay. Maybe it's not emotional and that's okay. And then really just getting clear on what's best for your family. It's always so important to know that you can always grow a new business. Like we can always, if this went away tomorrow, I know I could grow another business, but I can't grow another family. And so what can we do to make sure that we're putting our family first and we're putting our business as a way to amplify our family? And so that is all I have for y'all. It's been a crazy whirlwind. We have two more months to hit million. I can't wait for y'all to go on this journey with us. And so I did mention we have a brand new training coming up. And it's a different type of training. It's not open to the public. It's application-based only. It's going to be all about creating a second revenue stream for your service-based business without having a big email list, without posting on social media, and just starting with what you have so then you can grow big. And so I'm excited for you to go to betatobiggie.com to apply for the free training that's coming up December 9th, but you have to get your application in by December 8th so we can review them and invite you to the training. I'm super excited for everything that's to come for the new year and for you and your business. So go out, serve your clients, scale your business, and soar into that six-figure year you deserve. Thanks again for tuning in to the Serve Scale Soar podcast with your host, Brandy. If you loved our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.